Yeah, yeah, definitely. So then we need somebody to look up to for who working hard and that shit paying off and they stand down, bang, you yeah. know, keeping faith, whatever, whatever. Definitely look to Ed, man. So, yeah, never give up on yourself, bro. A lot of us, you know, look up to you from a distance or up close, you know, for our own inspirations and keep us motivated. So, yeah. Welcome to the Dreams by Any Means podcast. My name is Ed Doxon. And first and foremost, I want to thank you for tuning into today's episode. Today I have a very special guest. Um, this is a man that I've met during my time here in South Florida when I relocated down here. He's a creator, he's an artist, a producer, an engineer, and more importantly, he's known for creating a vibe. I want to welcome you to Sean's room. Yo, appreciate great intro, bro. Thank yeah. you, man. Yeah, so appreciate you, man, for having you on today's show. Um, mm-hmm. As you know, this show was about talking about people who get to their dreams by any means necessary. Um, what I wanted to do was use this as a, a platform to highlight my network, the people that I've met on a professional level and on a personal level. So, you know, we could just jump right into it and uh, start off telling people a little bit about yourself, where you're from, um, what you have going on, and yeah. Um, I'm from Miami, Florida. I'm uh, going to get specific. Goose, Naranja area, down south, if you know. But uh, born and raised Miami. It's really all I know. Uh, been a, I've been around, but uh, born and raised here. Um, love of music since the start. Uh, got pictures of me doing drums, like uh, with the pots and pans as a baby. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, man, just I love this shit and uh, pursuing full time music career. Yeah. So, so you said you know been doing it since a baby. So, what age would you say you actually started? You know, kind of taking music seriously, 13. writing music. 13? Thirteen. Yeah, I'm thirteen. I'm, I'm um thirteen years. Thirteen. And how do you know? Yeah, I was going to say 13 years in the game. I'm 26 oh, now. 26, yeah. so, okay. Uh, at 13, I started, and um, my 13th year. Okay, yeah. cool. And uh, for those that are listening, you know, we're actually live here in the studio. Um, this is a place that, you know, we actually met through me, you know, coming in. Um, yeah. I came on my birthday last year to record a song, and, um, you know, I actually found you in the studio through Airbnb. Yeah, like, it's, it's crazy just how, like, you know, there's different tools and stuff connect people now today, but... Um, through this, we've been able to uh, build a friendship, been able to listen to your music, see your passion for, you no, know, facts, different beats and everything. And um, I appreciate you, like, just for coming back, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, sure, like, bro. it wasn't a one-time thing. You know, definitely, like, cooked up some vibes. Right, like, right. You know what I'm saying? So that was the beauty of it, like. Yeah, and that was really the thing. Like, you know, when we talk about, like I said, the purpose of the podcast is talking about just relationships I established. It wasn't like I just came back just because I really, I'm not, like, a real rapper. You know, I came to <laughs> play around, but. The energy and the vibe was so good. And, like, I remember telling my uh, boy AD back home, I was like, you know, I want to keep going just to be a part of the creative process, you know, and, like, you feed off of that passion and things like that. And I definitely got that from you. Even, like, just feedback you was giving, like, after I may record a song or, you know, like, I remember you telling me, hey, do it this way, do it that way. So, um, you know, I wanted to ask, you know, uh, when it comes to being a creator and an artist, and, you know, what they always say, you know, artists can be sensitive about their stuff, you know, what's your best space you would say that you like to create? And, like, like what does that look like? Man, um, it actually, like, resonates with my name right now because I, I went through different names. Mm-hmm. As an artist, I think a lot of artists do that. But um, my name right now, Sean's Room. Uh, basically, my bedroom or, like, always, like, in a room, like, element. Like, I just, like, really just zoned in and um, just with the music. And I just, like, visualize, like, being in a different place with the music. Like, I'm visualizing what the music video would look like. Like, with, with, like I had to any budget you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah. And that's really or i'm visualizing myself on stage performing the record okay like when it's done like with a million people you know like watching me 
So that's what's going through my mind. And like, I need to be alone and just in a room in a space. But I also um, create a lot with my um, <clears throat> with my homies in the studio. And uh, that's a different vibe and it's just more competitive. I'm just like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to knock somebody's head off with these bars. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So it's like, um, you usually get more uh, deeper cuts when I'm in my room in some type of alone space. But when I'm with my homies, you might get some like, you might get some quick, some just fly shit, but then sometimes you might get some real braggadocious. Okay. And, um, you know, just thinking about, you know, your last statement, just saying, you know, you might get a different type of, you know, uh, content that you're creating depending on the vibe that you're in. Um, I remember watching an interview of uh, Too Short, and he was saying, you know, it's two things that music should do. It should be able to make you cry, and it should be able to make you happy. Yeah. So thinking about those two emotions, what's your favorite music emotion that you like happy. to put together? Happy. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's the name of the record. Like, it's a yeah, vibe. Yeah. It's a vibe. It's a vibe record, man. And um, I'm big on that, like, and like just you know this document so a lot of people might not know it's a vibe like you know but it's really it's a vibration mm-hmm. in the sense of like it's a, on the deeper level trying to like people i'm always like trying to like there's a deeper undertone if you listen to my music you know it's always a deeper undertone but it's a vibe like you know right and um basically i really want to Make people happy with the music. That's my main focus more than anything. Uh, I'm not big on keeping, you know, sad. I, I actually do like um, music, some depressing music sometimes. Yeah. I guess when you go through those moves. Mm-hmm. But my main objective, I'm trying to lift up the mood. So I'm, I'm focused on bringing a, a happier vibe to the to the um, to the records. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, you know. Like we just talking about your record label and it's being your label, and we've seen over the years how the independent lane has grown more from everyone hyped to get a record deal, you know, the Nipsey Hustles, the Young Dolphs, and different people that have showed like you know independent is the way to go. Um, talk about you know the difference between independent compared to signing a deal, and you know just kind of get more into uh, deep into that. Okay, so when it comes to signing a deal. I feel like the main focus is um, attention. I mean, you still want to know the business, you still want to know those aspects, but you definitely want to garner the most attention and be the best um, because the ultimate goal is to get um, someone to pick you up. In the independent lane, you really got to focus on the business and structure it. It's all a business, even when you're going to, um, you're a smart artist and you want to get picked up the label because you're using the label as a bank. But as an independent, you know, you got to, you are the bank. Put that grind in, Yeah, right. and it's um, you know, I I encourage you got you gotta hustle. You gotta find a hustle. Maybe if it's, you know, a side hustle, do what you gotta do, but definitely, you know, um you gotta have that bag. Like yeah, it's, it's, right, right. No, nah, music is it's, it's an expense a lot of people ain't gonna say that, but it's an expense. Yes, it's a lot of money. because it, it's like it's the the ad space is, is thick and you gotta advertise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, someone's saying I mean there's some rare few that you know get through, but advertisement is also a big part. In my opinion, this is my yeah, opinion. and that's what I think too. Is like if you don't have a deal, it's like your marketing got to be on point. It's a I feel like in my opinion, I just there's gonna be a cap. Yeah. You're gonna reach a certain cap, and right. you gotta know where you want to go. And it's like <clears throat> on the independent level, um, it's gonna be more. Um, you gotta control your finances. Mm-hmm. No smart, no when to make a decision. When you got to play different roles. You, yeah, you can like you got a lot with a label. There's a lot of people working 
for you already. That's right. like with the label, there's a lot of different objectives going on besides just, you know, the label, they got other artists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you independent, unless, you know, you're an independent label, you know, it's just you and, you know, your right. people. So it's just, um, it's a different, it's a different mind. I feel like it's a different focus you got to tap into. Yeah. Um, it's a definitely... Definitely a strong, uh, harder route, in my opinion. Yeah, because I know it's you know it's become more popular recently, and I know the internet has helped that. And a lot of artists come out and they stand on. I'm not signing. I'm not this. We getting independent money, and I and I get it. And I always look at it though, like if I like really was a rapper, I'd be like, man, I'm signing, man. Like, at the end of the day, you gotta know what you want, because it's like if you wanna, if you want, put like this. I say this: if you want to just make music and you know, just chill. Like, that, like a label might be good because they're going to supply, like, the financial aspect. Right. Like, you bring on the talent. Ind- yeah, on the independent level, you can find someone to sponsor you, though. So it's like, it can be the same way because, um, like I said, not even just advertisement, like, studio time, unless you got, like, unless you record at the crib. Yeah. There's a, a lot of things that, you know, got, like, you're going to need money. You're going to need yeah, money. Yeah, right. So, but that's, I feel like that's the biggest thing with the independent route. But, at the end of the day, as long as you, you know, you putting the grind in and you putting the best material out, that's really, it's going to come back to that. Yeah. That's, that's where, it's, that's where it centers at. Right. And I, I know I was, a uh, Young Thug was uh, on the podcast and he was saying like, you know, he's like, I signed the worst deal ever. Mm. But he said he also had in his mind, like, I just need this platform yeah. and I'm going to, you know, give them their whatever, you know, got three albums due or a certain amount of years. And then he's like, I'm going to use this platform. But once I'm done with the deal, I already got the fan base and yeah. made exactly. it work. And a lot of people have done that. <clears throat> like, <clears throat> my bad, sorry. No, you better. Uh, I think uh, Tory Lanez is a good example um, in the sense of how he went independent after, after you know, um, you know, he just, uh, I forgot who he was. Who is he signed to? I don't even know. But I know <laughs> yeah. what you mean. Though, like, after he went he, he went independent. He like, he's trouble. independent right now. Right. Like, at, at, the, at this time, um, he got his following, so yeah, like, and exactly. Know. But he's not, yeah, he was with a deal for you know, like, so it's really, I feel like the label gave you a different act. So, yeah, you talked about the label giving um, more access, <clears throat> yeah. The, uh, I was just saying that the label give more access to the artist, mm-hmm. um, that's really it. <laughs> so, uh, one thing I've seen that's been trending. Uh, with a lot of artists who, you know, maybe don't sign a deal. We hear about the fear of the 360 deal. A lot of people sign a distribution deal. So, so you talk a little bit more about, like, what is that like? Like, it's like you have a distribution deal compared to being signed actually to an Atlantic or Sony um, or something like that. That's, uh, I actually have a distribution deal. Okay. Um, I have a distribution deal with AWOL. Okay. And basically, it's, um, the, so a, distri- a, distribution di- a distribution deal is basically the company take a certain percentage of your royalties, um, your mechanical royalties. So okay. basically, um, but in my in my case, I don't pay to upload music. Like, um, I just, I have a, that's my you know, deal. Mm-hmm. You know so some people, through some companies, you might have to pay every time you upload. Um, shout out to AWOL. <laughs> shout out to AWOL. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, a distribution deal just basically gets your music on to the different platforms like Apple Music, Spotify, and um, it's like the they have a bunch of aggregators like DistroKid, um, right? AWOL, um, TuneCore, and that's how you get your music going. And yeah, that's it. Like, and honestly, I would like YouTube's a distributor, man. Yeah, as long as you press an upload, 
Right. Whenever yeah. you press an upload that, that's a That's kind of how, like, um, you know, I think about the Chief Keef era when they yeah. uploaded and everything went viral. And, like, a rapper like Nelly and stuff, they were saying, though, he really didn't need to sign a deal because, like, I think, I think, like, I think, like, three million, like, the first yeah. couple of weeks or something. But speaking of, uh, to distribution deal, which is meant, what you just kind of said, is kind of get your music more out there, yeah. across the state, across the countries. Um, let's, yeah, so let's talk about, you know, the music scene here in South Florida a little bit, you know, so okay. compared if you didn't have a distribution deal, you know, what's the music scene like here? Um, how do you feel like the support is from the South Florida, you know, community? Oh, uh, man, for Florida, I feel like Broward is doing great right now. Yeah, yeah, Broward lit. Yeah, yeah. you're not living popping no. Broward, <laughs> Broward is lit yeah. right now. Um, down South, though, I got rep, gotta rap down south. Um, feel like um, we doing our thing too, of course. Um, I just, I don't know. I want. I guess that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to yeah. put some highlight on some different, a different sound right. down here. Yeah, and just like give more diversity of like something y'all, <clears throat> something y'all familiar with, but just. Maybe y'all don't know it is down here too. Right, right. You know, that's it. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's but, it. Yeah, Broward lit. And a lot of and it's interesting. I heard, I heard Orlando lit free doing. Yeah, Orlando been on the come. I I checked out some of the artists, but I see a lot about you know they call it the O. That's when I moved down yeah. here. Everybody called it the O. But yeah, Broward got some 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 pretty dope artists. Um, but thinking about that, you know, just the South Florida scene, you say you've been rapping since a kid. So when you yeah. were 13, like, who were some of the local rappers or rappers just from here that you were looking up to that were, like, popping? That's a great question. Yeah. When I was 13. Um, actually, so I had a homie named uh, Trent. Okay. And um, he was very talented. Yeah. And, um, he was like, I, I thought he was like probably with my like like a sparring partner with the rap shit. And then I also um, when I went to the first studio I went to the first week, there was a rapper that was already going there. And like, I think I saw him in between sessions one day, or I think the engineer referenced him to me uh, as a feature. Okay. So I met him and like uh, he was way advanced than me at my t- like way advanced. So yeah. I was like, man, like I want to get on his level one day. And that was like the spark, like um, that kind of influenced you. Yeah, 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 and that was so. So he was from Coconut Grove. Okay, this would be the cliche though. Kendrick too. I'm gonna throw Kendrick <laughs> yeah. in there too. Yeah. Let me see. No, but uh, I like. And that's of all. This of all time. Of all time, I was trying to say. I'm well, just like, yeah, current, but I'm in the moment. I'm being in the moment of all gotcha. time. Let's see. Of all time, just music, right? We're not talking about. We we're talking about hip hop. No, nah, just overall, like, music, music yeah, yeah. Just okay, music. see, that, that, okay, so I'm gonna still put Cole. Right. Um, Jay-Z. Okay. Uh, Usher. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I like, uh, <laughs> I like, I rock with Usher, man. Um, Ty Dolla Sign. Oh, yeah, Ty Dolla's dope. I'm gonna throw Pride Next Door. Okay, and there's more, that's a good There's list. a lot of people, but those five off the top, like, six, Ryan Leslie, big influence. Yeah, yeah, he's from the DMV already. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's been in Wow, I didn't know that. Ryan Leslie's like, he's an innovative guy before people even talk I about innovation. He's from DMV, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hold on. Yeah, I, ain't, I know. Yeah, he's from DMV. <laughs> <laughs> you got me thinking now, but. Nah, he, I, 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 just know, I just know he's a. I, I followed him like when I was young. Like when I was like. Yeah, yeah, he's from DMV. Crazy, mm-hmm. okay? Mm. Yeah, shout out to Ryan Leslie. For real, bro. 
I was like on the Superphone beta back in the day early, but um, shout out to Superphone, he's doing, he's doing great. Like, yeah. Hey, that's, that's, his, that's his company. So that's too, man. Yeah. Like, you know, just <clears throat> it's interesting. Like, like I said, I'm an Usher fan, but hearing mm-hmm. me ask for your top five, and like you said, just music in general, yeah. like, but you named all rappers, but then you named Usher. So to me, it's kind of yeah. giving me an idea, like your music sound a yeah. little bit, because it's like Usher's not a <clears throat> rapper. So like I'm an R&B-A. you R and B A. Okay, R&B. that's what it is. R and B, R and B all day, man. Um, yeah, R and B. Uh, I grew up on R and B and rap. If I can sing, I'll be singing. You'll man. be singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you go, y'all. Y- y- uh, I have records where I try to get off like some auto tune shit. Right. But, um, I'm doubling down on my rap shit this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And R and B kind of changed, you know. Um, you know, compared like said, we were growing up to now, where you got the singers kind of mixing and the rapping. I find it like that's like them thinking from. Well, I, I don't speak for people, but yeah. then the market make you. You know what I'm saying? Make you adjust. Like, um, yeah, like more like trap soul. Like think about the the, the term. But some of them could actually rap too. That's the funny thing. And and it's live. Like, it's <laughs> kind of crazy because I remember when Chris Brown and Trey Songz. Yeah, we well, doing right. the rap. I remember Trey Songz was like mixing. Like, they were like it had mixed. People had mixed emotions about it. I, I mean, like, I feel like Chris got Chris rapping to this day. Like, yeah, you know Chris rapping is actually yeah. decent, but it's, it's like it's funny it's like, because it's like it's like the, it doesn't compare to the singing. But like right now, it's norm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But back then, it was like you know what I'm saying. Like I feel like them two like artists. I'm thinking. About and, and when you think about it now, I'm thinking about some of the old Usher songs. Some of that stuff did have rapping in it. You're right, because like, like, you go like, nice like, and slow, like... Um, yeah, but like, then, like, uh, Confessions... There's an old verse in it, yeah. Yeah. U-S-H-E-R-R-A-Y. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, he's not singing. Yeah. Like, and then it's true. like, Confessions and all those albums, you know, he had, like, Rico Love, writing for him, Jermaine yeah, Dupree, yeah. and stuff like that, so sure, yeah. it makes sense. But I think about some of those uh, songs, he actually was rapping them. Yeah, no, I think hip-hop is just a major element, and it became a core with hip-hop, uh, R&B, but... Um, you know, you gotta love them ballads. I, I me mean, personally, I love some good ballads. And yeah, some vibes. Like, Vibing up, right? Like, um, and I hear that know. in your beats too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, see, oh, yeah, yeah, man, definitely. Like, gotta oh, with the beats, I'm focused on the R and B. Like that's why, like, this year I'm rapping, artist wise, rapping, but production, I'm feeling really, really focused on that. I got excited because I'm like, I just got some new, um, some new. I haven't made no beats in a while, man. Like, okay. I think you had got the last like real R&B that, um, vibe. Yeah, the, man, yeah, that beat was hard, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Like when I remember you sent me the link and I'm playing all of them, but when I played that one, it's kind of like what you were saying, like in the bedroom with you know envision and stuff. When I heard it, it just gave me a vibe of like, doom, doom, like this is about a chick. This is like a slow, yeah. like you talking about, like it was just that type of vibe. Like, and it's like for me, like I, mean, I love music, but like I'm never just listening to beats. That was one yeah. beat where I could listen to the beat and like. <clears throat> You just kind of saw, like, you saw stuff, you thought of stuff, yeah. like, it brought that type of vibe to it. And I remember, um, I remember you was like, um, you had a, you know, you wanted to take it home and work on it later. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying? I was yeah. Like, it was like, like, nah, bro, that like, beat was, was, was dope. We was in the moment, but you was just like, nah, I want to take this. Yeah. And I, you know, really just work on it. So that was like, but, um, yeah, I'm finna cook up some more R&B, some more R&B uh, beats, man. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, what's, um... So with the label right now, you know, you got your own label. We you know you rap, you engineer, you produce, you kind of do it all. Do you have any artists that are signed to your label? Um, 
just me, honestly. Just you. Uh, but I do have another artist that I release music for under the label. Okay. Uh, Duke Truly. Duke Truly, okay. Um, and also we released a single with Whitney Sine. Okay. Uh, last year. And um, we also released a whole album with uh, Tut Marty last year. Okay. Um, so they're not signed, but we're associated. <laughs> like, that type of thing. Yeah, gotcha. But, but not like... like uh, I'm kind of waiting until I get to a different place. With the label, right. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get um, my personal artist career in a different, you know, before I go more executive. Yeah. Definitely want to do that, though. I definitely, you know, take the the business side and the executive side serious. Right. Um, and that's why, I, you know, I love the independent route. You know, it. you got to kind of want to, you know, I feel like personally, you got to want to, as an artist in general, you're you're an entrepreneur, any type of thing, you got to, like, learn to really love and enjoy the business side of it. And when I say the business side, like, the numbers, like, yeah. you know, um, you know, <laughs> you know, shit ain't free. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, the music, and this is a question that I think um, it's always been a topic, right? And it's changed the older I've gotten. It's changed just with the, 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 the growth of trap music. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on how do you feel about the lyrical content that artists put out? Because I say that to say where, you know, sometimes the people say like, man, all the artists today just rapping about killing, 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 yeah. suicide, 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 all this negative stuff. But at the same time, it's like when it comes to creating and being an artist, you want to have that freedom of speech and be able to say what you, what you want to say. But how do you feel about the market becoming oversaturated with the, you know, the drill music, the everybody got ops, the I want to die, popping pills, like it's become a drug culture where I remember Nipsey was saying like, you know, a rapper like Scarface, which is, that's my dad's favorite rapper. So I grew up listening to Scarface. Nipsey was saying, you know, this is the type artist that was kind of talking about the hood, but he was telling me what was going on and kind of helping me navigate compared to, you know, people could say what they want to say, but when you listen to music, it does influence you. Yeah. And if you don't have an, any other type of influence, influence outside of the music and your household and your community, you may kind of let that music influence you to think in this, that way, act in that way, and you may not be that person. So, like, what's your perspective on, you know, just, just how the content has changed today? Well, that's, that's a great perspective. Like, that's deep. And, um, your environment does really uh, play a big role in the music you're making. Yeah. Like what you see growing up, like what you know, and like that's what, that's the thing. Like, I can't speak for someone else that you know went through something and they're, um, you know, putting that pain or that you know that right. experience on the record. Right. You know, if that's their real life, then that's uh, you know more power to them. Get that out. You know, I think music is therapy, mm -hmm. and I think it's a release. <clears throat> and then also when you get when you put it out, you know maybe someone else needs to hear that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. that's really the power of music. But Facts. at the same time though, if it's just you know I'm just trying to mimic dude and like mimic someone I see. I, of course we all like gonna go. If you're an artist, you're gonna go through stages where I'm trying shit out. But right. like this this what I, this personally what I don't really care for of like you. You you never did no like nothing in the streets. You mm -hmm. never held a gun. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you rapping about you know, that's all <clears throat> the main subject you're rapping, you're rapping about. about right. You know, killing and you know because you hear it and um, I think that's where it's like um, I think more there should be more promo or more 
focus on telling younger kids or artists that's coming up that just speak your truth. Yeah. Like, if you can tell a story, if you can rap, if you can make a song about how your day was at school, yo, you own the sun. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you feel me? We get a fire beat. Rap about anything, right. You talk about, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was in the lunch line and dude skipped me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and it goes back, I think, to even the consumers, <laughs> like the marketing side. Because now the labels have market, you know, they market the trap music so well. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you don't want to hear conscious music. Like, I tell people all the time, it's like, bro, I love Cole. I love Kendrick. I love uh, what's our West Coast, uh, D-Smoke. Yeah, but it's okay. like, mm, yeah, that's yeah. Like, that album was probably one of my favorite albums like recently. He slept on. I mean, I, I don't hope, think he slept. I, I personally think he don't get enough. Yeah, yeah like, I hope he show. won that Grammy. You know, nominated for the Grammy for that's that. That's amazing. Yeah, like, I hope he won. Shit, that. I'm lying. I'm lying. Then I guess I'm sleeping. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm lying. I'm, I'm lying. That's me. So that's me. I'm sleeping. <laughs> my thing is like you know. That's amazing. Yeah, it's like. I was saying to my friends, I'm like, I'm not playing cold before I go out. Or when we in a club, like, we don't want to hear that. We want to hear, you know, the Jeezy, the Gucci, the Boosie. But I think that's come from the way that it's marketed as well. Where it's like, it's, it's just... Because now I tell people, the beats almost matter more than the, 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 the actual talent and the lyrics. And I'm saying it just matter from, like, a consumer perspective when you just want to hear some music that, you know, make you turn up. It's like certain songs you hear... They may not be talking about nothing, but the beat is so hard. Well, when you listen back then, it's like, you know, they had the Dr. Dre's and good production, but it wasn't the Metro's and the uh, Take Keys, all these people with these crazy beats. As soon as you hear, you just knocking your head. Yeah, like, uh, the production is, like, a major part, of course. But um, I think now it's like, I think we're at a point where, like, that's where it's like the artist got to, like, we're at a place where it's like there's an oversaturation. Right. So now, you know, and everybody, and I won't say everybody, maybe because I'm in the field, but mm-hmm. it's a lot more producers. It's it's more accessible to become a producer. Like, you got a laptop, you can download some programs and overnight watch some YouTube videos, and next morning you're a producer. Right. And I ain't trying, like, I won't say a producer, you're a beat maker. Yeah. I say you're a beat, beat maker. Beat maker, right. Because a producer is like, a, a creator. I, 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 I don't want to. Don't want to shit on producers. Yeah, yeah. Don't produce. And that, yeah. <laughs> and it's levels to this shit. So, but um, my point in saying that though is that, um, where's my point? They <laughs> 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 nigga say my point is they trying to find that point. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> my point is that was a f- <laughs> to get to bring it back home. Um, yeah. The production is a major key, but the artist got to do deliver. And I'm just saying that in this time, because of the oversaturation, um, it is more pressure on the artist to deliver, I think. Like, because, you know, you can go to, yo, your homie got a fire beat. You're going to be, like you just said, like, that's going to guide you. Yeah, and no, and I'm glad you brought that up because it goes into, you know, the question of, and you're an artist. How do you feel about artists who write their music compared to artists who don't write their music? And before you answer, I always said, if you're a singer and you don't write your music, I can't really knock you too much because it ain't you got to know how to sing. Yeah. But if I, I mean, if, bro, if I had a writer, I would be lit right now. Like I would become <laughs> an artist if I could find me a ghostwriter who was lit. Man, I'd be rapping. I'd be on tour and all that. So you gotta, my opinion, my homies know I always say this: is what your goal is. Like, yeah. If your goal is being one of the best artists in the world, 
that doesn't you can like uh, it's not even a go like you have writers like you you just people co-writing like i don't even with a writer like as an artist like if two artists get on the record both of them writing their parts you know what i'm saying yeah. and then like i might go to my, my i might go to the other artists on the record and be like hey you know should the hook be like this or i got this piece for the hook right like, bro i think you should say this yeah so it's like <clears throat> You know what I'm saying? That's just part of the, the you know what I'm saying? So when it comes to that, nah, that's all and cool. Pe- and, and, that's good. Yeah. But, um, but if you just straight now. Ghost writing? Yeah. It's, it is what it is. Like I said, um, me personally, I, I, <sighs> you're not an artist at that point, though. You, you were, I'm you're really to, an I'm entertainer. I'm trying to my words careful here. Um, it's almost like you're an actor. You know, the, the the people write the script and you got to get on screen and do it. It's similar to that. Singing and rapping a little different. It's I, way different. Because Beyonce don't write her music. But can't nobody duplicate... Uh, sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm, yeah, you but but um, can't nobody duplicate her performance on stage or right. the way she may project her voice. So it's and like... It's, sometimes it's not even fully like... And that's why I don't want to give like... There's a collaboration like uh, artist, a songwriter might write a song for Beyonce, right? But she's an artist as well. Like she has a mind of herself. She might want to change a word. She yeah. might want to change the perspective of what's going on. So it's a and then like so. My point being is like, if you want to be the best artist, right? You will have other people help write. I mean, like, can you be the best artist and write everything by yourself? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that too. It's really what your goal is. It's like, yo, I want to be the. I don't know one to touch. To nothing. touch, right? Nothing. And, like, and that was like Meeks. Too. That was Meeks' like beef when it started. What he was saying, like, and they was like, oh, yeah, why I, you? And I, I was like dancing around the Drake because I love Drake yeah, you know, yeah. as an artist, and I think, yo, don't discredit Drake Pen. Yeah. <laughs> but I fit, bro. No, like, y'all don't discredit his pen what? just because. We heard some reference tracks. Uh, it is what it is. But but then Meek was the only one. Pusha came out though and said that like they got a whole team over there. I mean, and I'm like, saying this as a fan of like, bro. I was when I found out that they said, and then, you know, it's still a rumor. But when they said that Wayne didn't write the Carter one, like I was crushed. I'm a Wayne what? fan. Like you never heard that they said Gilly uh, Gilly wrote the. They claimed that's something. This is just allegedly Gilly who Gilly the kid from Philly. So you know Gilly used to be signed to Cash Money. Nah, I never heard that. Yeah, Gilly was signed to Cash Money. And when you listen to the Carter One, it was when Wayne kind of got into this new flow, new approach of just, you know, it was just a new style. But when you listen to Gilly Two, it does sound similar. But they claim that Gilly helped write the Carter One. Now, in Wayne's defense, though, even if he did, it doesn't matter that much because after the Carter One, you know, after Gilly left Cash Money, Wayne still was lit every year. So, you know, if he did write it, he did. If he didn't, but it's not like, okay... If you left, but he produced and kept going. But they claim that he did that. But, you know, like, I know Pusha has said before, like, they got a team of writers over there. Um, you know, a lot of stuff. And I know for me, like, I love music so much. Sometimes I listen to a song. I go to the song or scroll. Okay, well, let's, my bad. Right, you good. Know, let's Drake sing, though. Right. So it's like, I think the line's a little blurry. So it's kind of like he's in the category of both, like a singer and a rapper. I think, like, when he rapping, he rapping. But, like, so it's like, the quest, I guess when it comes down to the question is if someone give you a reference and it's melodic and he a singer too and he don't just rap and he you know what I'm saying he's he's co-writing I yeah. mean and like like I said like someone sending you like put like, put like I said from a singer perspective I'm a producer 
I might make a beat. I have a melody in my mind. I got some ideas. I might get on the mic and sing that and send it to the R&B singer. Right. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I mean, in my perspective, it's changed. Like, I get it from a rapper. I think the argument is like, can you say you're the best rapper alive? Right. And, and that's I never, what I think. I, I mean, have you ever heard Drake say he's the best rapper alive? Nah, I mean, you know, Drake just talk his slick talk. Um, yeah, he talk his shit. But I don't think he, <laughs> yeah, maybe Kanye the best rapper alive. He kind of, you know, I mean, Drake all around him. He act, he sing, he... You know, dance. I mean, dance. I'm saying like try to dance. Yeah. Not like <laughs> yeah, yeah, dance or dancer, but I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he kind of do a lot, but I guess, and that's what Meek was saying. I was like, you know, you can't say you this, you that if you're not putting that pen to the paper. Because I mean, rap is competitive, though. So yeah, man, it's a yeah, man. It's, but this, 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 but I also think about fun. also think about what you kind of you know what we talked touching on earlier, just about social media and the internet compared to like. If Meek felt that way about Drake years ago, like just years ago, it wouldn't have been produced through that tweet, the tweets he put out. It would have been maybe he took a shot at on wax. And I feel like stuff like that be conceived different. Because now when you tweet something or you say something, the internet gasses it up. Yeah. And then it becomes That's a thing true. of, oh, ah, 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 he said, ah, ah. Then, you know, artists, it's different how artists respond, everything, where I miss the, the beans and the jaded oh, battles, so the true. on wax battles. Now it's like, Nah, somebody gonna post something, then they gonna post something on the story, then they gonna tweet it and they'll sneak this and it's just I'm not a big Twitter person. Yeah. I, I cannot I can't get into the culture of like going back and forth with somebody on yeah. Twitter. Me yeah. personally, I, I see it happen a lot and it's it's I guess it's normal at this point, but I just don't see myself doing it. I ain't like like how you have Twitter beef. Yeah. Like like you know what I'm saying, I'm finna <laughs> I I mean I get it like you you know we have a statement especially when you're a public figure you got you know what I'm saying you got to address certain things but that's fine addressing yeah. things but I'm not finna go back and forth right with someone and some people use that as marketing you know what I'm saying like oh when I see you like, like yeah you just you just because you 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 could sometimes follow the trend of artists to start you know make start a beef or something but then it's like they start to be Friday and they drop a, a tape next Thursday yeah. so it's like I think some of the two they use it as like marketing tools. To release stuff, but, but no. Going back to what you were saying, though, with how like Twitter, like you know, what I'm saying yeah. back, like back then, if the, like before, like social media heavy, man, nigga put that in the, some bars, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Get that Drake, and then it'd be like everybody, the blogs, be like, oh, who is he talking about? Right, like, right, right. Oh, is he talking about Drake? And then like, then he might, then he might do an interview, like on one of season part, shocking. Oh yeah, man. Nigga Drake don't write all his shit. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, like, what I the miss fuck? Those days. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I miss videos even premiering on 106. <laughs> like, it would be like that, but now yeah. it's like... Everything just touch of a button. Bro, you can, like... Uh, if you're at a certain level, like, bro, you got following, a certain amount of following, you can get on... At any moment, you just get on your phone and just and the world... Like, a part of the world just start watching you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's and like, I be saying it's so funny. It's powerful though. It's, yeah, it's powerful, but man. I be saying that like when the artists will go live or something, and I be thinking that I be like, man, like I be like, if I get on live and I just know it's three hundred thousand people like paying attention, like that's kind of weird. But and they're, I mean, they're you know, see, it's good for them like marketing and getting the word out. But I be looking like, man, that's like a lot of it's a lot of pressure and a lot of power. I mean, like it's um. That's a different It's a different perspective like, Yeah You know what you're saying Like I mean So You got anybody watching you I, I don't I don't like to put too much Like on numbers Personally yeah. Like I, Cause it's like 
you have an audience no matter how small right. no matter how big because some people got millions some people got 10,000 right. some people got 100 million you know what I'm saying like but, those, but it's, yeah and that's why I, I think it, I'm, I'm glad you said that too because it is you know good to get numbers and sell and be big but if you got 10,000 core followers five years from now 10 years from now you may even if you don't have the whole 10 you might still have 7 or 5 but if you got a million followers all a million people not following you, you know, they going with what's marketing, what's the trend, what's hot. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's like, oh, two years later, oh, what happened to such and such? But it might be a handful of people that still listen to them. But the people that's like core following, that's like J. Cole, bro. Like, I tell people, like, I like J. Cole. J. Cole fans make me not like him. It's like, they're not for real, bro. Like, and I like J. Cole music, but like the fans are like, bro. but it's a good thing for, and Cole's see, it's like, bro, they're so committed. We're Cole. Like, yeah, like, that's what it is. Or people be like, Cole, Cole, Cole. And I'm like, yeah, like, I rock with Cole. But I'm like, dog, calm down. Like, I love Cole. Like, Friday Night Lights, one of my favorite tapes ever. Favorite yeah, mixtapes awesome. ever. Like, I love that mixtape. Especially, like, it was when I got to college. Like, bro, it was a, man, it was a different. Like, coming home for that Christmas break. Well, I don't seen Cole before so many times. I still bro. never I, seen him, bro. I feel so crazy. I met Cole, bro. Bro. Oh, yeah. you did tell me that. You did tell me yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You did tell me cool, that. Cool, cool dude, man. Yeah. But I think uh, like he um nah, is he is I think See like, look, you one of the fans, you getting all uh, <laughs> I can tell how you reacting. Y'all love We were talking about this earlier, I was talking about with another artist, authenticity. Like Yeah, I was saying Cole is there's himself. something about artists that are I feel like I've seen like Erica Badu, example. It's just yo, like yeah. Yo, you use like you I use need some of the and and I think <laughs> right, and I think the thing with like Erica Badu probably one of the best concerts I've ever been to. I think with that oh, thing, you been to Erica Badu yeah, bro, dope. I, I was in uh, Atlantic City, bro. It was Erica Badu, Tyrese, and I forget who else, but they did a thing. But Erica was lit, bro. But I think what that is too, because in the world, you know, it's it's kind of changing, but usually it's hard for people to just be them true, their true selves. It's like the world creates it where, you know, even, you know, yeah. you go get a job, you got to act a certain way or you talk a certain way on the job, off the job. And that was something where, like, you know, people said they loved about Nipsey was that, like, he was fully himself, but he still was doing positive stuff. And I think that's, yeah, that's an advantage, I think. It's like when you see someone like, oh, this person really being themselves, And, like, you know, people who feel like that are going to gravitate towards him. Like, I feel like Cole's entire fan base is people that have that individual you know like individuality type trait about them i think people are like the i think people are scared of what people think yeah and um what's the For which sure. is a, i feel like it's a it's interesting though because social media highlights this right you know but it's also pushing more people to go in the um like uh do it they self mentality so it's just, it is interesting what people are like kind of catching that independence. Like I'm gonna do this myself, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not. I'm gonna build my own platform. I'm gonna build my own station, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, a lot of people are not still because they are fearing what someone else thinking. Yeah, and, yeah. Know, at the end of the day, man. Like, and that's a that's a lot of. I mean, I even as myself, I did you know I, dealt with that. I yeah, like I think it's over real. the past year or two, bro, I got in that space where it's like. You know, people expect certain things from you or people expect certain stuff. But it's like, at the end of the day, you got to do what will make you happy. You got to be you. And it's like, if you, I think if you yourself are authentic, you're going to last long. Because if you're trying to keep up with that image or you're trying to think, you know, and it ain't even be about chasing I, the image, but sticking with say, the norm. I want to say this because like you said, um, you just got to be you, right? Yeah. I think people need to take time to find them. Bro, hey, 
Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because yes. it's like, before you can be something, you got to know what you are. Well, you got to know what you are. And, and that takes like, work. Yeah, and life is life is crazy. That's like... like I, don't, I mean, I, if life ain't crazy for you, go live more. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but like, I, I, like, I, or you ain't really looking... I don't know. You, I don't, you ain't looking outside. But right. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah, that's like... Wild, wild shit going on. That's like me, bro. This whole... Turn on the news... Yeah, this whole year for me has been like the year of purpose. And mm-hmm. I would say since 2010, you know, when I went to, I started school at Dell State, it was a quote um, from an author that asked Renee Smith. And she said, when you find your pain, you find your purpose. So I took that to like study social work. I took that to really attack wow, community engagement because like all my friends, you know, got killed and locked up. So find my pain, find, find my wow. pain, find my purpose. But as I grow into an adult and I'm still learning myself, I still feel like, like I'm still at the, uh, I'm at the verge right now where I feel like I know my purpose, but I'm still trying to find it. It's like, for example, this podcast, I started it because I sat back and I'm thinking like, okay, what's some God given abilities that I got that is natural. One of them is what we doing right now, talking to people, having a conversation. And I feel like, okay, if I don't use this, you know, like Nip say, find your purpose or you wasting air. So it's like, you always trying to dig that. And I think you really, like you just said, you got to find you, you find you through trials and tribulations you find you through trying new things. And I think for me, bro, I, that's why I've been, people tell you, I've been moving around state to state, country, country, job, job. Because I'm really like, okay, let me see what it's like. Let me see what it's like. Now I'm about to be 29 next month. I'm really at the right. verge where like, I, I I knew a little bit of my purpose, but now it's like, I'm knowing it and I'm making it become more of me just, do, like you said, you doing you. Because if you, if you walk into your purpose, nothing's going to feel like a task or a job. It's going to be natural. Like this is, is me every day. You willing to grow. Yeah. It's that simple, bro. You you're consistently willing to grow. Facts. If you're consistently willing to grow, your purpose might change. But is that that's I feel like that's the key component, right? Yeah. And it's that simple. Yeah. Um, and you gotta yeah, that's true. You gotta be willing, like you said, willing to grow because, like you said, it might change. Because like that quote you said, um, find your pain, find yeah, your purpose. Yeah, bro. That, that's something I live by, bro. You find your pain, you find your purpose. Like it's 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 related to. Like I said, the community work I do is related to having bad experiences, uh, like, you know, uh, post-college, like working in the workforce, like really just not having bad managers, having bad systems, stuff like that. Um, uh, I've had that a lot of times where it caused me to say, oh, I'm going to go get my master's in human resources. I'm going to learn how do you create a positive culture. I'm going to learn how do you do organization development because mm. I had these bad experiences. So yeah. it's really true, though. And I think, too, that's what... That's what uh, supports a lot of great music. Like, I tell people all the time, bro, NBA Youngboy, I haven't listened to NBA Youngboy since 2017, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I listen to his music, watch the documentaries, and now, you know, his life is just in the limelight. But when you listen to a song like Lonely Child, mm-hmm. like, it, it cranks, it's hard, but when you really listen lyrics to lyrics, yeah. he talking, like, he really, like, talking in some off his chest. And I feel like, all the pain and stuff that he go through, it became his purpose through music because he makes some great music. And it's like, but when you listen to them lyrics, you're like, man, this is like he's saying, uh, Lonely Child. Somebody say something like, you know, I got feelings just like I'm a little boy. But it's like, when you listen to it, it's like, nah, this kid really been like through some stuff. But I feel like his purpose is to get yeah. he, as many kids that feel like him too. And like, I like I like his music when he in that space. You know what I mean? His turned up stuff be good too. But it's like, I don't be want to hear that all the time. But when he get deep and talking about, like, the trauma that African-American kids go through in this country, like, growing up in those type of environments, is bad roads, I think that's his best space. And I think it's his purpose. But it's also up for people to take those you lyrics. 
Uh, I mean, no, nah, go ahead, go ahead, bro. No, uh, that's like kind of had like a. You just made me realize something though, like, cause um, you said what's the quote again? Find your pain, find your purpose. So, I guess the pain part stood out to me, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like I have a bar in my um the last song I put out. I think it's um no art. It's called art. And the okay. song art, I say um. Uh, sign where humans suffer. I, don't, I can't remember my own bar mm-hmm. right now, but uh, uh, humans suffer, but you enjoy it. That would really make you tougher. Something yeah. like that. I, I'm, butch- I butch- I'm butchering my own bar. Right, right. <laughs> it's, go listen to art. Okay. <laughs> Wait, listen yeah. to yourself. iTunes, all that. Uh, but anyway, um, basically, it's like you see how like you you listen to, when we listen to music that's like driving the pain. Yeah. It's like something about someone suffering we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, in the sense of, like, we're not, of course, we're not happy this person went through this. Right. But hearing them express this Expression pain, is different. we enjoy it. Yeah. And it's like, that's why I feel like when you understand how pain works, like, think about this, like, another thing um, I think people should realize, like, any, of any pro athlete, goes through a lot of pain, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I watched the podcast and they said that and it really stuck with me. They put it on the court. Bro, like, but just no thing about it. you wake up, you got to train, bro. Think about like, you like, you have to put your body right. through a certain and, type and of, dealing like, with everything else going like, on. Like, that's, that's... Like Isaiah Thomas in the playoffs, his sister down in a car accident, but you still got it, yeah. Like, that's mental. That's that's mental. That's another component. That's your mental strength. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, as you... You know, go through the ranks, but I'm talking about just like if you're a pro athlete, you gotta work up every day and challenge your body. Yeah. To maintain like y'all gonna be on the court, court. for how oh, I'm be on the field, like yeah, I gotta, gotta run, I gotta you know what I'm saying? Like Kobe I, gotta, I gotta eat. Now, that's mental and I can't I can't be eating anything because I gotta my, my body to function correctly. Watch so, how much you drink, smoke, so, all that. And like for example, but to the point of making like in the morning workout, that's pain. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying. Like you putting a bunch of reps. Like, yeah, yeah, that's pain. You know pain. what I'm saying. You maxing out like that. But guess what? What's the results? Right. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like how you look in the mirror. Like whatever. Whatever, like, whatever yeah. your results are. Like so. My point is, the relationship with pain. It's like we doing a self-help podcast. Right, right. <laughs> hey, this is what it's about, though. Like, it's, 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 it's self-improvement. Like, like, this really what this is what the podcast is about. Like, people should listen to this and, and take something from it and apply it to their life. Uh, I'm just like, I'm just speaking from, you know, from, from my perspective. But I feel like um, the relationship with pain you have, um, pay, have, have keep finding new, how to say this, um, your relationship with pain Keep an awareness on that. Like, keep be aware of like how you. There you go. Be aware of how pain relates to you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like, and then consistently grow. Mm-hmm. And I think you're on the path to success, whatever you're doing in life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because then you're finding your purpose, and you you know right, right, right. And that's how I'm living. <laughs> like, and that pain and that purpose is gonna create passion. Like for example, like I'm passionate about like wasn't the Airbnb like meeting new people, yeah. Like what, like you know what I'm saying? Like the relationship we have right now, us doing this podcast right now, was built on us both being passionate and um, I feel like our purpose are intertwined in this. Yeah, and facts. That's you know what I'm saying. Like that's what it's all about, bro. Yeah, yeah. Nah, for real, bro. Yo, 
to anybody listening, like, um, fuck that fear. Like, mm-hmm. fuck anything you scared about. Say that again. Like, <laughs> say that again. Because like, like, I, I always tell people that's really the thing that holds people back. It's fear, bro. You're scared about what someone's thinking. You're scared about the perception of something. Like, listen, like, I think one of the most powerful things I heard was, like, never worry about, never worry about what someone else Per, never worry about someone else's perspective. Right. Butchering this shit. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the quote. I uh-huh. want to get it right. My yeah. bad. Um, never. Um, now I'm taking my time trying to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> never worry about someone else's perception of you. Yeah. So, like, don't. Like, right now, like, I just fucked up. Or mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I butchered my own shit. I th- I can't think about how you're thinking about you, you know what I'm right. saying? That when, once you get into those thoughts, it's like, yo, you're fucking up. Like, we're live right now. We're in the moment. Like, yeah. you know it's perfect. Perfect. Like, I'm going to listen back to this and like, okay, I want to get better at my speak. You know, right. speaking. This is my first podcast. Yeah. So, that's just me, though, as a person. But the moment, like, and I guess I'm kind of thinking about it, you know what I'm saying? But it's for me because that's how I am. Yeah. The moment you start thinking about, okay, it just... Don't go down that rabbit just hole. Do, yeah. And it's really just basically, I think it's fear. Yeah. And Will Smith has a great quote, great quote where he says, uh, um, God placed the best things behind fear. Yeah, yeah. I, um, Whatever you're scared I'm, of, do it. Yeah, man. As I'm challenging my fears, I'm finding out, like, yeah, man. Uh, Find out for much about yourself. Cool. <laughs> yeah, bro. Life can be great. And, um, but, man. I don't know how we got here. <laughs> yeah, nah, this is just cool, though, bro. This, this is, this is, I think, because everything that you're talking about, though, about from the fear, from pain, the purpose, this, this, I think, is one of the most important parts of, like, creating music. Yeah. Like how you just said, you know, we enjoy the suffering. Like, I'm a Future fan. People will say, oh, Future only make the best music when he's sad. They see him now with a girlfriend. They be like, oh, we about to get some BS Future music. Mm. So it's like you, when you think you mentioned confessions, you know what I mean. When you think about oh those, my God, he going through some shit. Yeah, when you think about <laughs> King, when Ti best yeah. friend got killed, you know what I'm saying? Like people make they best. Yeah. Like for me, I feel like this. Oh wait, my best friend Ryan got killed. My child best friend, 15. Yeah. I became I a that yeah. Person. Like that's what the pain and purpose related to me doing social work and everything. But like at that moment, I like just turned all the way up off the like. I don't want to die. And it was like, before that, you had other people getting killed and locked up, you know, typical stuff. But that moment right there, it was like, I was like, okay, I'm not going down that route. So my my drive and passion just became, even still to this day, just became, you know, I'm doing this for Ryan, I'm doing this for Ryan, I'm doing this for Ryan. You know, I'm doing this for Ryan. Like, you know what I mean? It just became that type of thing where it pushed me. And I feel like, that's the thing, like, sometimes... Man, like, like, um, I mean, no, you good, bro. Go ahead, go ahead. It was like, so I'm really sorry for your loss. I yeah, know you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. You said it was your um, my, my childhood best friend. Yeah, 2008, 15. So like, and like, and this is like a memory I have because it's like I was so young. Yeah. I remember when I was uh, um, in daycare, at elementary, like no, this is before elementary. Um, I had a like my my best friend at the time. Yeah. Growing up, like kid, you know, young kid. I remember one day like he just stopped showing up. Mm. And um, uh, like it was um, I don't like this is a random like it's like I haven't told no one this story like really. yeah. 
And um, I think uh, one of the, the aides or the teachers came and told me, like, you know, like, had a car accident. Mm. And, you know, I've never seen him again. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know. And it's like, it's so, and I, this is like, dates back to pain because it's like, that was my, like, best friend right. like, at the time. And it's yeah, like, right. even like, even me talking to you about it right now, it's like, I don't even know. It was so true. I think, like, as a kid, like, you, as a yeah. kid, you go through different traumas. Right. And um, you start, like, you bury them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, for me, that's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes you're just scared to go back and They're deal back with, like, those, these, these boogie, these boogie monsters or, like. And you got to, these, Yeah, like, and, like, right it? now, like, like, it's, like, but when you realize, it's, like, dang, like. Like how did you deal with the pain then? Like some yeah. people don't don't deal well with pain. You know what I'm yes. saying? You might just go get a bottle and right. take it and to the head. You, and you don't notice that it's still messing with you. Yeah, nah, nah. And I, yeah. And I give that example because like I said, that happened, you know, for me it was in oh eight. And, you know, I got over by just grinding, doing good, serving community, becoming a mentor, all this type of stuff. But I didn't go to counseling um until what was that? I started Towson Towson in twenty seventeen. I started going to counseling because uh, they had free services on campus, like, you know, ca- uh, counseling. So I'm like, oh, let me go ahead. But I started going with my cousin, um, rest in peace to Taekwon. Mm. He had committed suicide. So, yeah. you know, his death affected me more than I thought because, like, you know, we, I mean, of course, after we kind of got older, we weren't, like, always close. But when we was, like, kids, you know, we hung together. We was close. We was tight. Um, and it's through marriage. Like, his uncle and my aunt are now married. So, I remember when that happened, though, I just was, like, so kind of upset and felt the type of way because I was like, dang, you know, why Tay do that? Why Tay do that? And when I started talking to the counselor, we started talking about, you know, Ryan down in 08. And, you know, counselors, counselors. And growing up sometimes, you know, we black. We ain't going no counselor. Go pray about it. You know, get over it, man up. So I went there and I, like, opened up. But she related Ryan's death to so many other areas in my life that I never thought about. From relationship to friendships to, you know, I remember when I went away to college, I purposely, and I didn't look at this, I kind of looked back and like thought about it, but I purposely didn't want to, uh, not even college, right after 08, like in high school, I purposely was not trying to get close to people because I thought they was going to get killed or I thought they was going to get locked up. Like my other friend Antonio, he got locked up 17, you know, serving a life sentence right now. So it's like those type of things, though, like you said, you got to go back. Even when you may think, like I said, this happened in 08. I get in grad school in 2017. So you're talking about almost 10 years later. And I'm talking to this lady in counseling. And she made me realize that that incident was affecting other areas in my life as a grown man. Like, so it's, it's yeah, bro. You I go yeah. go back and deal with the past, bro. You got don't, to. Don't, and, don't. And, and one of the things that, what you just said, was fear. Well, those one of the things that make us don't want to go deal with the past is the fear. Yeah, because you... It's not fun. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. It ain't fun to open it up. <laughs> but once you, but that's the thing. Like I said, we talk about pain. Once yeah. you get through that pain, all this, 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 this ain't nothing but bliss on the other yeah. side. Nah, facts, bro. For sure, man. But um, yeah, man. I know we've been up here rapping, man. So do want to ask one last question. Awesome. Then if you got got it in you, I think we should get a little slight freestyling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but all um, right. just wanted to ask. You know, all the things we <laughs> talked about from, trans, you know, uh, the growth of music, creative process, marketing, independent, you know, so forth and so on. You don't got to get too deep in it. What would you say do you think is the biggest threat to music and artists today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm about to draw the most controversial answer. <laughs> oh, man. 
say. <laughs> oh, uh, Spotify. <laughs> no. Hey man, no. This, this app is owned by Spotify, man. Shout no, out to Spotify, yo, man. Like, uh, no, like yo, listen. Um. <laughs> Did, did he just? Did he just? Hey, when I try to publish this episode, <laughs> they gonna say, "Sir, you have something against our guidelines." No, yo, no, his thing, bro. Um, nah, I'm joking, and I, it's not one. It's not just. It's not no. It's not. But you saying thing. no streaming though? You think streaming? I, I think so. Um, no ID put me on this perspective. Mm-hmm. I ain't talked to him. So I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm about to say, you, you know, know no ID, that. bro. I, I saw him alive. <laughs> I didn't talk to him. Okay. He um he put this perspective that, like, you know, someone just one day said, hey, we're going to uh, take all the CDs out of the stores and artists getting paid $10 for an album. Mm. We're just going to make a subscription service for the same price that for cost for one that. album. Yeah. But we're going to put everybody's album on it and everybody's single. And so it's like... For the consumer, I miss those days. For the consumer, like it's really hard to, for me. I mean, as an artist, is I have a different, I have an uphill battle to get you to purchase a physical copy or just my album for nine ninety nine when you can go pay less, probably less with right. than nine ninety nine. You can do a free trial and go listen to my album. Right. <laughs> like, for real, for real. You go, you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 changed, um, and I'm not. It's not. Things gonna change. Things gonna evolve. It is what it is. Can't live in the past. So, um, but I guess there should be a. I think artists should be getting funded differently because I think yeah. independent. I think there's more independent artists. Yeah. And I think um, like that's like producers gonna start um, uh, what's the thing called uh, a union? I think producers gonna start a union. Oh, okay. If producers start a union, a big producer got to really put that together. But that starts, that happens, you're going to see more like unions start. And then I think that'll be the birth of, you know, some more money coming in for independent artists. Gotcha. And that's always good. (laughs) Okay. But um, yeah, man, we can, uh, you know, wrap this up, man. Definitely appreciate you coming on the show, bro. I think it's important to, you know, highlight music and like artists and engineers, whatever you want to call it, because, you know, not just me being a fan of music, man. Music is is one of the most powerful tools in the world today. I think about I've made relationships with people just off of us like, oh, man, what you know about that future? Oh, what you know Mm -hmm. about that old Gucci man? You know, and then like music is just a way of like, bro, I hate having to work out without music. I hate having to drive in the car without music. You know what I mean? Like you, you it's, it's just so many things that people use music for like how we may see our parents when that Anita Baker come on or you know that old Sam whatever like just the bag that it puts them in or like when we may hear an old song like I hit man when I be listening to old Lil Wayne mixtape Wayne I'm like sheesh like are you, are you with that you know you with that girl and you trying to yeah you need that know, music like, listen <laughs> I don't just play rap music now right <laughs> that's like man I, man, you know I think about bro just, shout out to Trey Song in, you slip a record in oh my bad that's a real playlist that's that's bro, for other occasions. Trey like, songs, Trey songs in college, bro, man. I tell Trey songs got a lot of people some happy times in college, bro. For real, Passion, Plane, and Pleasure album, hey. bro. I'm talking about the doorbell, all them, some bro. Yo, that's a good. Hey, it was yo. like, man, if you couldn't win with that, you just wasn't gonna oh, win at all. Man. You wasn't nah, gonna win a, at all. 
ain't even gonna go down there. I ain't, yeah, I ain't even. Hole, we not gonna. That's another. <laughs> For sure, man. Play, them playlists, them records, but um, uh, let me see. Should I do a verse real quick? I don't think I wanna. It's up to you, man. You got a beat. Uh, we got a beat. You know, I wanna acapella. I'm gonna do acapella. I'm a. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to give y'all a little bit of uh, Fox Room. This okay. is a record called FTS. Um, I said, fuck it, I don't trust it. Let me see some facts. I was hitting buckets back in school, but I chose to rap. Nigga said I'm trash. Bitch, please, you just smell the gas. About to light it up. We got a seven. We going to make it last. Niggas talking wild. They my child. Got a lot of sons. Nigga been a shit. Loose fit. Like I got the runs. Yeah, I got the funds. It's abundant. I ain't even stunting. I just hit a button. Now we fucking. It's all of a sudden. I just get the pussy, then I dip. I got work in the morning. I like counting paper. Now, not later. Do that while she snoring. Something foreign. Get me A to B. Hey man, I'm starting. Yeah, okay, from okay. A to B. Yeah, from A to Z. Bitch, I've been the plug. No, I got it. Tell me what you need. Yeah, Sean's room. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's dope. That's dope, bro. Off. But that's that's gonna be that's on a beat uh, called. Uh, it's on a record called FTS. Okay. Uh, y'all would know what FTS mean when y'all hear the record. And um, it's yeah, on Fox Room, Star Fox, Bobby Production, and I'm excited for everybody to hear that. That's, yeah, facts, bro. And, and let let the people know, bro, your social media handles, oh, YouTube sure. channel, all that. Where you uh, find your music Sean's at? Room Everything, uh, S-H-A-U-N-S-R-O-O-M, all together. You're going to see it in all caps, at Sean's Room. Just look that up. You'll find me. Simple. Sean's Room. Already, <laughs> so, bro. No question, man. Like I said, again, appreciate you for coming on the show, bro. And look forward to having you back on the show. For sure, man. Um, hey, much, real quick, yeah. I'm happy you're doing this, bro. Appreciate you know what I'm saying? Much blessings, much like growth. Continue doing this, bro. And, um, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to double back, like, 2022? I mean, 2021, right? <laughs> yeah, 2021. <laughs> you <laughs> met, you're a Drake friend. Mentally, I'm already on next year. <laughs> but, nah, man, thank everybody for tuning into the Dreams by Any Means podcast with Faith Plus Hustle equals success. We just tuned in to Sean's Room live here in Miami, Florida. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for tuning into Dreams by Any Means Motivation Station, where hustle plus faith equals success. Stay tuned for the next episode.